everyone, and welcome to Dating Tips and Tricks and Expert Love Advice. I'm Brent Constantine, and with me is a healed up and ready to go Christine Bordelin. Hello there. So nice to be back. Okay, Christine kind of got too much energy now, I think. Uh, but I'm uh, feeling good. Okay, so that's a bit of the drugs, I think. So, Christine, we uh, we visited you in hospital last week and that was you know, very nice of you to do that at the time i didn't respect it but now mm-hmm. i really appreciate that you came out there brent not a lot of people did and uh it really meant a lot so thank you you know we talked about a lot of things i introduced my new segment on the show um the erotic uh, adventures of detective brontosaurus v rockefeller and you know i wanted to see if you got a chance to read through that manuscript that I kind of left on your body uh, when I left the hospital room. Um, yeah, man, there were so many characters, uh, so many pages, mm-hmm. so many uh, sentences that just uh, went on and on. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going for. It also seemed like there were um, all these genres that I kind of never thought would go to together before mm-hmm. but you did them so the best part is that you know since then i've completely rewritten basically the entire book so so you know i i took what was there it was a bit of a first draft i kind of rejigged the uh you know a lot of the time travel stuff to kind of more more of a newer f- setting oh that's been kind of retooled so i'm gonna have a new manuscript and we're gonna be reading that in special uh patreon only episodes of the podcast of course right now we don't have a patreon so we are just going to be releasing those as regular episodes okay well i'm i'm excited to read it again and have the author narrate it that's cool yeah that's right so you know you are pretty healed up when we saw you in the hospital or when i saw you and everyone heard you in the hospital last week it really seemed like I know the mm-hmm. doctors were very optimistic, uh, but the word, uh, you know, paralyzed was thrown around a lot, you know, by me kind of asking, is she going to be paralyzed? Because, you know, that's not the worst thing. She can still participate in the podcast. But here you are, you know, mobile as ever in a chair. But but it's a chair you sat down in, so. Yeah, uh, I was pretty worried, too. And I was also just kind of contemplating a lot of things. And mm-hmm. I don't think anyone knew if I was going to get out of there. But it all turned out right. really great. I felt really good. Abdul actually reached out to a certain group of people uh, on, that attacked me on my behalf and uh they are Abdul reached out to the children to the children that were who, involved. who attacked you after you tried to steal their bicycles yeah. while they were in the ice cream shop so you could repay the uh, violent gang the brown ferns the group that you said murdered your ex-boyfriend although the police and newspapers have not said anything yeah. about that but you have you have said they have murdered Danny. you know that was I just a d- joke that was so. just a crazy that's... joke that i was saying and i i don't believe it's true uh, people took it seriously and uh, i get that uh, i just wasn't clear at the time that it was a big joke because i was like mm-hmm. they didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. and uh i think danny's still alive mm-hmm and I do have to do a public apology to the kids that I beat up. Right. I think they beat you up, though, didn't they? That's sort of the way you told the story, uh, is they beat you up. They did. They did. But 
I mean, I did defend myself. Brent, if you had five little boys coming at you Mm -hmm. with their hands and whatever wood they can find walking by, skateboard, I think, if they're attacking you. So they had bikes and skateboards. Yeah. In the baskets of the bikes. Okay, okay. If you were getting attacked like that, no matter if they're 45 or 12, you're telling me that you wouldn't fight back what if they are some of them are 10 i think the key is that someone like myself i probably wouldn't get into a situation where i'm being attacked by a bunch of kids and i think that's the difference between us is that you are you know you kind of initiated it and i don't want to say you're asking for it you know i did actually ask for it Hmm. when i was taking the bikes one of them Mm -hmm. was like hey stop and i said make me Hmm. So, yeah, I guess I did ask. Hmm. But it doesn't stop the fact that they shouldn't have hit me. And they don't even really own those bikes. I was stealing from their parents. Mm -hmm. So if anyone had a right to hurt me, it would be the parents. But even then, if somebody's stealing from you, you don't beat them up. You, you know, do the civilized thing. Which is what? Well, you should just let them have the bike. Obviously, they need it more than you do. That's what I would have done when I was a kid. So when you were a kid... If an adult came up and tried to steal your bike and I guess also the skateboard you were keeping as a backup in the basket, you would just allow them to um, to take it. Absolutely. A skateboard isn't worth your life and neither is a bike. And that person could kill you. OK. I wasn't going to kill them. I, I mean, I don't see this really how this has worked out in a positive way. I mean, it's, you know, great, you know, best wishes and everything get well soon. And, you, you know, you're feeling good. No. So because they hit me so bad, their parents are freaked out about them not getting into these fancy schools and stuff that they're supposed to be applying mm-hmm. for because of um, them hurting me. So right. they're paying me to keep quiet. Hmm. I kind of think that, like, I deserve this. You know, like, this is the universe telling me, um, I, I mm-hmm. should have done what I did taking those bikes and then um, letting that situation escalate because hmm. now I'm going to take that money. I'm going to pay off mm-hmm. the people that I disrespected and right. I'm going to be I want to get back out there. Well, that's great, Christine. I guess, you know, if anyone's listening, usually, uh, you know, stealing from and beating up a group of children is not you know going to end up as good as it did here. Totally. I couldn't imagine a situation better. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm kind of better, way better off than I was before. So I feel like if I could go back and do it again, I I definitely would. Right. And maybe this will be a thing like that we laugh about later, me and the kids. Like maybe this is, maybe I built some, you know, friendships mm-hmm. or something. Okay, Christine, I'm just going to cut you off from this nonsense that you're saying. Uh, I am getting word that uh, my lawyer, Nima Galamipour, is uh, just about to give a press conference. I've been waiting for this, and he wasn't really sure when he'd get you know, the equipment set up, but I am going to cut out right now, and we're going to go live to that press conference. So oh, this wow. is Nima Galamipour, and his plan uh, that's also my plan to get justice, justice served. So let's hear that. Hi, Nima. Let me find it. Okay. Uh, Hello, and thank you for attending today's press conference. Um, 
I want to first of all thank uh, Twitch and YouTube for allowing us to broadcast live here today. Your organization's commitment to uh, the truth will not be forgotten in future times. I'm attorney of the law, um, the law, Nima Golanpour, and I'm here representing my client Brent Constantine in this case against mass cheat and fraudulent abuse perpetrated by the two clients, Tony Express and Maria, last name unknown. My client has been harassed and has been threatened by these two fraudulent abusers of many laws, all while the cowardly police stood by and did nothing. In my experience as uh, an e-lawyer, uh, this pattern repeats itself again and again, almost exactly the same every time. I've seen this too many times in my lifetime. Uh, an incident, uh, an innocent, uh, like my, an innocent person like my client is victimized by an out of control agenda run amok. This mess cheating of the system that's gone on must end now. Mr. Express and Miss Maria have stolen my client's property and intellectual property in the form of an express sandwich and chatter bread bowl based restaurant. Not only has this pair robbed my law-abiding client who as a small business owner is the backbone or bone, bone of this nation, uh, but they have also attacked and assaulted him with battery. Uh, this attack took place uh, earlier in in this month. In, this attack took place earlier this month when my client, who was never committed, who was never com- fuck, I should do this again. Okay. Uh, this attack took place earlier this month when my client, who was never, I should have probably read this like once before. Okay. This attack took place earlier this month when my client who has never committed any crime, was recording bird sounds from within a shrub that happened to be adjacent to the abuser's property. The attacks, the attackers rushed towards my client with hostile, hostile intention, and their bellows, facial expressions, and wind gathered by their forward momentum through my client into the icy sidewalk where he suffered serious and uh, serious upper neck inflammation. We, uh, people will say that we have no evidence, but we do have evidence. We have key witnesses from the attack, including, uh, including many children and some birds, some as old as 12, uh, the children that is, who saw the entire event firsthand from their position across their ra- roadway during a recess break. The star witnesses, with their parents' pending permissions, will turn the tides of this very strong case. What we are uncovering is more and more and more evidence every day that these two defendants have not only usurped these property rights, but they have been supported by monies through the darkest of webs, the black the black web, funneled by funneled from come. Uh, communist and corrupt countries with an online presence on home computers. <sighs> These uh, machines have been tamed by an elaborate algorithm uh, to support. Oh, tainted. Tainted. Okay. Um... <sighs> okay. 
These uh, machines have tainted uh, by an elaborate algorithm to support the financial and globalist agendas of Tony Express and Maria, last name unknown. These are those, there are those out there who won't accept this, including uh, many in the biased mainstream media who have refused our requests for interviews and pro bono advertising opportunities. But these news, these networks, but these networks don't decide cases. <laughs> our court system, our, our court system does. As soon as we can identify the last names of Maria and then find both Maria as well as Tony Express, we have we hope to have this case accepted by a judge. Then the then the judge guilty by that judge against them. By a judge and then judged guilt. Okay, I'll read that again. We hope to have this case accepted by a judge, and then judged guilty by the judge against them. We believe this case will be a victor victorious case for people everywhere but will specifically be a victory for me and my client. But the impact of that victory will be a victory for people everywhere. I'll now open it up for questions. The questions. Thank you. Uh, we have some questions here. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Galami Poor, we have found no records of your passing the bar exam and do not seem to be qualified to practice law. Is this a serious case? Um, yes, I'll answer the last question first and then the first sentence last. Uh, yes, this is a serious case. And um, I actually do have my uh, a PDF of my uh, qualification I can send to you. So just drop drop uh, drop your Gmail and I'll, I'll send an attachment. Cool. Well, that's great. Another question here. Your client, Brent Constantine has a history of filing numerous lawsuits against former businesses and romantic partners. All of these suits have been tossed out. What makes this one different? Um, well, that's a, that's a good question, um, but a very simple answer uh, I can give. Um, every case is different. Every case is new. Um, it's, it's like picking between oat milk and soy milk. I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer you. Uh, last, we'll take, we'll just take a last question here. Oh, this one's a long one. Okay, Nima, you are behind on rent payments by five months. When your mother and I said you could stay here, it was contingent on you helping with regular bills and expenses. You have not bought groceries since moving in, and you have constantly eaten each new jar of mustard we purchased within a single day. Uh, when will you be? All right, I'll take. That's all the questions we'll take for today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back uh, uh, live streaming on Twitch and YouTube when the case uh, has begun or ended. Thank you. So Christine, uh, I got I got an email um, from uh, a dating expert, and she said she's been listening to the podcast. So she wanted the opportunity to come in and talk to you and give you some advice on you know what you're doing wrong. Um, you know, I want to say what you're doing right, but I think it's mostly what you're doing wrong. This is uh, this is Stacy McLaughlin, and she's joining us here in the studio. 
and, and Stacy, I just want to, you know, it's it's so great that you're here. Thank you so much for coming in. I, I see this a lot with the women mm-hmm. that I work with. Um, I am thinking that Christine is missing out on the bigger picture. She's not looking at this long term. Sights need to be set much, 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 much lower. Right, right. And that's in my book, The Plan. We talk all about that. Women from the tale as old as time, from the Stone Age, we are the gatherers. We're not the hunters. We're not looking for that big game. Mm -hmm. We don't want to land that mammoth. Mm -hmm. We're not loading up the harpoon and heading out to the tundra to feed a family. No, we are picking little berries and nuts wherever we can. So you need to be thinking small, easy, low-hanging fruit. Whatever you can grab, grab it. Some, some some might say the berry is kind of the lowest hanging fruit in the sense that it, it kind of rests, rests on the ground a lot of the time. Yes. yes. Thank you for seeing my metaphor through to its most literal conclusion. Yes. And this is exactly the sort of attitude you should be looking for in the men you meet, Christine. People who will just take a tidbit of your conversation and pile on, not necessarily adding to it but Mm -hmm. just um expanding on it to a point of Mm -hmm. innocuous conversation just to drag things out and have that contact with you so this is what you need to be looking for well i mean before brent you have said that the men that i go for are low-hanging fruit you've said those exact words to me so i'm just a little bit confused where you're coming from right now yeah you do want to create sort of a a bit of a, a lure a honeypot character you're bringing out into the world because you just want any little, and excuse me for mixing my metaphors, but um, if we refer to men as bugs, uh, you want those ants on your log. You are the peanut butter inside of celery, and you just want as many of those sticky little weasels in your world as you can. This is absolutely a numbers game. I cannot stress that enough. So to be that feminine ideal, I think you just have to look at what our our cavewoman ancestors were doing themselves there's a man a man comes along every minute yeah that's a fact look up the statistics there is one man born every Mm. second on any given street this is a fact 700 men Mm. walk every minute you can't pick one out of a crowd who's to say one is better than the other it doesn't matter as long as they've got a neck and a sternum. That's all I care about. You, you can't be specific in this day and age. Everybody's talking about finding the one. But I think it should be more about finding the ones. Um, I guess I was just wondering, like, where do you find the time? Because you talk about all these guys and, like, that sounds awesome. But I barely have time for one guy and then he goes missing. And I have to investigate that. And then he dies. So how do you do that with multiple people at once? Where do you find the time? You see, men aren't able to strategize the same way women are. None of these gentlemen have a day planner. Not one between the 700 of them. That is a medium-sized company. And yet none of them have thought to create some sort of wall schedule, a chore chart, even exchange phone numbers. It is phenomenal. And I am lucky that I understand the psychological dynamics of these, we'll we'll call them males. I'm lucky to understand that psychological hurdle that they have and to 
I guess as they say, take advantage of it in, in every way. Brent can attest to this. I'm pretty bad at talking to men. Maybe we could go through a role play. Like, um, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll, you be me and then I'll be, actually, okay, wait, wait, Brent, you be a guy at a bar. I'll be me. And then can you coach me talking yeah. to him? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, I walk up and I dangle the keys to the home I share in front of this guy at the bar. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Hi, ma'am. Um, what can I get you? Uh, we have beer on tap. We have wine uh, out of a barrel. Uh, we have high balls, low balls. Ooh, I'll have some of that wine, please. Thank you so much for offering. Yeah, no problem. So that'll be uh, $12? Nope. You're not Brent. You're just a guy there. You're not the bartender. Okay, well, I need a bit more specific um stuff in my character so you kind of just said a guy at the bar i'm already good at having sex with bartenders i need to be better at having sex with guys who like um have a high t4 income oh no there's your problem right there what christine what did we talk about we are looking for that low hanging fruit you're looking for a man who just needs a place to stay it's that numbers game again if instead of having one ten you know, a partner who truly is the the ideal. It's better to have five or six fives. Expand on that. You can have seven or eight twos. And of course, if you're as good at I am as at being that sticky honeypot that lures them all in, you can get those numbers up. And if you think about McDonald's, for example, they they're not selling one hamburger for four hundred dollars, right? It's a it's a numbers thing. If you want to scale your relationships, you need a scale of gentleman callers. You need a stable. I want you to think baseball team. I mean, I'll try it. I'll try anything once. You know, I want to get back to Stacy and uh, I want to talk about your expertise and sort of your background. You know, your story because I think that that's the the interesting part here is 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 who you are, who you were. And how you got to where you are now. Yeah, it's incredible. Because today, I have dozens, if not hundreds, of boyfriends all over the world. And I came to this point from a very happy marriage on the outside. I was married to a sultan. It's hard to talk about, but it is an important part of my, my origin story. I was, you know, he was a super successful guy. All the silks, all the spices. And yet I just couldn't, I couldn't break through. We didn't have that connection. You know, on paper, this guy was perfect. He had the job. He just, so much power, so much raw, rugged masculinity. Sounds like you kind of still have feelings for him. (laughs) Gary? No. We're through. We're really, we're through. We could never... You know, did we have did we have some fun times? Yes. Did we connect on every level, physical, emotional, spiritual? I mentioned the silk, the silks. Yes. You've so. mentioned it so many times. Well, it's not just that it's a beautiful fabric. It's just the process of making it is amazing. Did you know it comes from tiny worms? What? Silkworm? Have you heard of that? He took me to this place once where you actually got to pick your. It was really really cool. You got to pick your own worm and that worm made you a scarf like it took wow it took weeks and weeks and weeks because the worm's so tiny but 
uh, that silk was just so so soft and every time I wrapped it around I thought wow this came out of a worm's butt so his name's Gary um what what is he a, a, a sultan of I'm just a little confused by by that oh he he's the sultan of Newbury Idaho okay so he just calls himself that he's a sult he's a sultan like you I don't understand the question this makes sense yeah, Gary Silkman. His name's Gary Silkman. I don't... Silkman? Sultan of Silks. Yeah. Wow, that's very He's lucky that he of... went into that. I, I'm sure you've seen the commercials. But I'm the Sultan of Silk. Does that ring a bell? No, but I've never been to Idaho. Maybe it's just local? Well, it. He, I mean, he told me... He told me it was all up the West Coast, but... You know, there's a lot of things that Gary... Gary told me, the Sultan, pardon me... The Sultan told me that um, it turned out to be less than true. So, but it's fine. I have all of these men now, and we are all happy together. Christine, I think that there's no question that um, what Stacy's done, and I think an inspiration to women everywhere, is that you look at your life mm. and completely change it. I mean, create that new persona. Uh, get out from uh, the environment that you're in and mm-hmm. leave them behind. They have they have those silks. They have that palace. But where's the palace for you? And I think that I, that that's what I'm hearing from from Stacy and Christine. I think that I don't see you taking notes, but I really think that you should be maybe digitally, but probably with a pen and paper. Um, Christine, I have a pretty special treat. For you, I think you're gonna love this. It is an all expenses paid trip to <gasps> the Stacy McLaughlin Dating Academy, and I think you are just gonna have a heck of a time. It is boot camp style training for women of all ages between 30 and 35, and we have we have a heck of a time. Let me tell you that we learn all the dating tricks that you can imagine. We have um. Blouse wearing 101, there's breaking into our deep insecurities and figuring out how to bury them so they don't intimidate the men that we meet. Um, Sword play, coquettish laughs, we'll put it to use collecting men from neighboring villages. And then if we happen, just as a fun bonding activity, to head down to the silk compound for... I don't know, say a paramilitary takeover. I think that that's going to help boost your confidence so that you can take your confidence down to allow men to have their confidence go up. I think that's perfectly clear. Wow. So could I like, um, I'm starting to take some courses just to kind of like better myself, you know? So is there a Wi-Fi connection? Because like um, on the weekend. Oh, no. It's on the ocean. So there, it's sort of a barge. There's not really a lot of connection to the, to the outside world. It's just sort of a loose mm-hmm. barge full of women trying to better themselves. How many people are going to be there? Four, five, six. Hard to say. Oh, Oh wow! So on a barge? Oh, I'm sorry. That's per per squadron. So we have oh maybe eighty or ninety different squadrons. Um, we call them the the sister squadrons. It's kind of nice bonding experience. It's pretty cute. There's t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. So I'll need to get your size, small or medium. Yeah, that's all cool. That's all really cool, but I'm going to have to talk to Abdul first about this. I'm going to have to talk to Abdul first. I've been doing really well, Brent. I've never felt as good as I do when I'm, uh, you know. Christine, it sounds like you're being a bit of a low-hanging 
fruit yourself right now, if I may be so bold to say. Does a top fruit ask for permission or does a top fruit stay on the on the tree? We want to be the berries that are at the top of the berry tree. The bananas, the coconuts, um, all of those top top of the pops berries. That's what you want to be. The banana berry. Mm-hmm. So I hope that makes you think twice. It does make you think twice. Uh, I am I'm I'm really into this. <laughs> it sounds like a great opportunity. I gotta run it by Abdul, but it sounds like a really awesome opportunity. I'm excited. Well, it's like, are you the top banana or are you the bottom berry? Like a bottom mm-hmm. berry mm-hmm. is the one asking for permission. The banana mm-hmm. is the one giving permission. You need to go in and tell Abdul. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So like. Uh, when would I be leaving? There's a helicopter outside your door right now. There's a, a helicopter out, outside of the studio? Or are we just going to hop into it and go? <laughs> yeah. It is ready, gassed up, full of the finest silks and spices. We're ready. I'm uh, I'm honestly a bit, I'm a bit tentative, obviously, but I'm kind of jumping into it. I'm getting into it. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I'll see you outside. I, we'll just finish up the podcast, and then I guess we'll be on our way. Fantastic, cool. fantastic. Um, we will need you to read my my book before before you start the courses, but you can you can read you'll you'll read on the on the flight. Okay. Uh, so Christine, this sounds like a great opportunity for you to kind of get out of the city, kind of get out of the clutches of some of these people you've fallen into, get into some new, better clutches that seem to, you know, care a bit more about you. Totally. Um, you know, there's a helicopter, a barge, you know, worms, fruit. This sounds really interesting. And um, I want to thank you, Stacy, for coming in. And, you know, you talked about your book. I'd love to hear, you know, what what's going on with you? Any plugs uh, that you'd like to drop here on the podcast? You know, a lot of women, I, I think maybe three or four are listening each episode. So, you know, you've got that audience to talk to right now. Fantastic. That- I, yeah, I would love if everyone could go out and buy my book, The Plan. It outlines every step you need to lure men into your your honey trap and um, fill your home with a bunch of ones, all the ones you need to be a million. It's a simple 392-step plan. I feel like I've touched on many of them today. Yeah, I feel like I could not have been more clear about my concept today. Well, I think I understand it. And, you know, I'm not even a woman, so I, you know, I shouldn't be expected to. And I will be at see for the next little while but um yeah looking forward to connecting with my sisters there and starting that uh sword training and uh the more the merrier that's really cool i have been married for almost three years to a woman who refuses to share the same bed with me we have been intimate only twice in the last year and she doesn't let me sit next to her while we watch the tv while we watch She doesn't let me sit next to her while we watch TV, and there is no kissing, no touching, no affection of any kind, physical or verbal. Any love that existed between us is nearly gone at this point. Am I justified in getting a separation? Wow, this is like the clearest breakup ever, and we've dealt with a lot of pretty dark situations, but I feel like this is like, they're not even friends. Not even verbal affection, not even saying, hi, how are you? Uh, you know, how, I hope, hope you had a nice day. Good morning. Yeah. Also they, uh, but even though 
they won't let them sit next to them while they watch TV and there is no kissing, no touching, and no affection of any kind. They have been intimate twice in the last year, so that does seem like a win. What if you guys like the same show mm -hmm. and then you want only have one couch? Does that mean that he sits, sits on the Sits or ground? stands. Because if so, yikes. Oh, yeah, I guess he could stand. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awful. That's like being at work at home. You know, this person is just kind of, I think, a glutton mm -hmm. for punishment, and they wanted to put out their, their sad story yeah. to the world. And we are facilitating that. So in this case, I do say break up, but I also say, you know, I don't think you're going to do it. I'm calling your bluff. So break up. Go ahead, break up. You know that's what you should do. At any time in the last two years, even after you were intimate somehow, they were turned around under a blanket and you were just sort of, you know, pleasuring yourself to intim intimacy. Um and you were just like, I'm such a piece of shit. Fucking hate me. Uh, you know, I, I challenge you. If you can live through that, I think you're not, I don't think you're going to do anything about it. You know, I, I did see something about this kind of similar mm -hmm. to this once before. Like, um, maybe it's kind of like a ghost situation and, you know, she doesn't mm -hmm. realize that he's dead and like, he doesn't realize he's dead. I guess more of a wait, wait, wait. Situation. She doesn't realize he's dead. He, she thinks he's dead and he doesn't realize he's dead. She, yeah, he doesn't mm -hmm. realize he's dead, but she know she knows, but then she's, she, yeah, she doesn't know. No, I think for this to work, she knows he's dead. Okay. But she, she doesn't see the ghost. ghost. So I think, you know, if I could paraphrase what you should be saying right now, he's a ghost who thinks he's alive. And is able, he's not able to kiss, he's not able to touch, he's not able to have any affection. He's been able to have intimacy twice, although maybe that was sort of maybe that was sort of a Patrick Swayze, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg uh, situation from the movie Ghost, um, mm -hmm. bit of a prequel to Sixth Sense in that way. And um, he's also able to obviously write into. Um, to podcasts so those seem to be the only things you can yeah. do yeah exactly my wife and i have been together for eight years six months into our relationship she got pregnant and quit her job she raised our children and went to school while i worked two jobs to pay the bills she will graduate from school soon and she now says she wants to keep separate bank accounts the thought of her wanting to keep her money to herself is weird and hurtful to me. How can I bring this up with her? Wow. Uh. Yeah, definitely. I think that what we're seeing here is money comes between a, a lot of things and it can be uh, you know, a business situation, Maria and Tony Express. Uh, I think you heard from Nima earlier and he's out, he's on the hunt as soon as we learn Maria's as soon as we learn Maria's last name. It's over. And we're coming for you. Nima's on the case. He's following those papers works. And we're gonna we're gonna get you. It's it's a done deal, and the deal is done. And so are you. We're gonna take you and we're gonna rip you apart. And to Maria's children, I'm sorry that you're gonna have to grow up as orphan, but it's it's done. Uh also this is a breakup for sure for me. Yeah, um, this guy is trash. This guy is talking about the way he is saying it six months in she got pregnant like she chose to and then of course she had to not mm -hmm. be at her job and then she raised the children and mm -hmm. went to school and then he worked to make the bills like i don't understand why he thinks that they're separate 
she did all of that work and obviously he doesn't think that like work at mm-hmm. home is real work so fuck this guy uh, don't fuck him uh, make you know maybe she needs to take a little bit of mm-hmm. the first woman and not mm-hmm. let him near her but also I think she should just get out of there because now she has yeah, she can make money yeah. Yeah, and the kids probably like thoughts. her more I am a 58-year-old man who has been meeting women online for a few years. I recently met Molly, whose profile said she was 60. When I looked her name up online, I found out she was seven years older than she had advertised. So what's the penalty for putting false info on a dating profile? Grounds for dismissal? Like a job? Okay, well, this is a breakup for me. Yeah, she should have said her real Mm -hmm. age. That's Mm -hmm. pretty shocking. Because, like... What if he still Mm, wanted to mm -hmm. have kids, you know, like Mm -hmm. biologically Mm -hmm. through her body? Um, And that would make it between Mm -hmm. 60 and 67. Like seven years is a big difference. Yeah. I don't know when like you can't have babies put inside you, but I would say probably by 67, you probably can't carry a child. Yeah. So it's a big breakup for me. I think. um, Yeah, for sure. I think at 60, like we hear a lot of these Riplos, uh, Ripley, believe it or not, and Guinness Book of World Records, and, you know, some some of the other freak shows out there. And 60 seems to be kind of, you know, not, it's, you know, disgusting and and everything and usually, uh, you know, kills a few of the parents, but it still happens. 67, that's, it's, uh, it's absolutely unheard of i think medically you know maybe on some island somewhere where someone some dr monroe is you know combining dolphins and uh 85 year old women into birthing machines but i mean that's you know that's fantasy as far as i know that's all the time we have today for dating tips and tricks and expert love advice. I am Brent Constantine, and with me today is Christine Bordelin. Thank you. I want to thank all of our guests uh, for coming in today. Uh, and until next time, may your hearts be full. <laughs>